Because of this Narayan Kavacha, Sadachi's body is now very strong. You should therefore beg him, beg him for his body. So I'm going to read the next two verses and then you're going to go back and then go through it again. Yusma bhayam yachito ashtabhivayam dharma jor agnihidhasyati Tathastahi ayudha sreshtayo vishwakarma vinurmita Ena vritta sriyohatra matheja upamitaha Translation When the Ashwadik Kumas beg uh, for the endless body on your behalf, he will surely give it, give it because of affection. Do not doubt this. For Dhanja is very experienced in religious understanding. When Dhanja awards you his body, Vishwakarma will prepare a thunderbolt from his body. This thunderbolt will certainly kill Vishwarupa because it will be invested with my power. The last verse of uh, this chapter Tasmin Bini Hate Yuyam Tejo Ashra Yudha Sampradha. Translation When Vishwarupa is killed because of his spiritual strength, you will retain your strength, weapons, and work. Thus, there will be all good fortune for all of you. Although Vishwarupa can destroy all the three worlds, do not fear that he will harm you. He is also a devotee and will never be envious of you. So I'm going to go through the purport a little bit later. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to go a couple of verses to verse 51, which is basically gives you an idea, it's an overview of what we have. Uh, how many of you attended classes for the last two days? Okay, so this is a revision for you. 
and for others it will be the first time. You know. Om Magban. So this is Vishnu speaking to uh, Indra. Oh Magavan Indra, all good fortune unto you. I advise you to approach the exalted saint Danja Tadiji. He has become very accomplished in knowledge, vows and austerity, and his body is very strong. Go ask him for his body without delay. So what has happened so far is uh, just an overview. So there's four chapters in here, which basically talks about Vishwarupa. And the essence of that chapter is basically based on I think 23, 24, 25 and 26 in the chapter 10, I think, next, next chapter. Right, so the whole four chapters has been picked to basically describe those. Those are the chaturvas that uh, Vishwarupa will be speaking on. And I'll be going through that briefly. So to come to that point, what has basically happened previously is that Indra got Pagda and when Varastati went to his, what is the place where they call, where, yeah, where they were heading, you know, in, in the Lord, you know, so um, Indra Devta, right, the one Indra, did not receive his spiritual master nicely, so he committed an offense and to teach him a lesson, um, Varaspati left that place and when Indra realized what he had done, so he started, he went to his, his master's place, but Varaspati knowing everything, he left that place before him, so he disappeared. Now, because he committed offenses at the lotus feet of a pure devotee and his spiritual master, the result was that he lost everything. So he lost his whole opulence, he lost his uh, Indra Lord to the the demons. So the demons took over. Now, what he did was then he went to Brahma and said, Brahma, this is the situation, how can you help me? So Brahma said, okay, you go to this person, his name is Vishwarupa. He is very learned, right, and he will help you out. Even though he will favor the demons a bit, because one of his parents of Vishwarupa was from the demonic side, right? He had three heads. So while he was doing all the did all the puja and everything, whatever yajna was to be done, you know, and he gave Indra Devta the Narayana Kavach. So by getting that Narayana Kavach, Indra became so powerful that he was able to regain his kingdom. So he became the king of um, Sorglog again. So because now he has accepted his, him as Guru, so he was doing Yagna and things like that. Now Vishwarupa had three heads, right? Two heads, with two heads, he was doing the Yagna on behalf of the demigods. And with one head, he was offering it to the demon side. And when Indra found about this, right, what did, what did he do? He cut all the heads. Now he made a mistake, right? If he really wanted to do, he should have chopped the head that was being offering to the demons, right? But he chopped all the heads, right? So what, the, what this did? He committed Aprat. So now he has committed Aprat twice, right? He committed offense to his spiritual master, 
the Braspati. Um, uh, and now he has committed, not only committed, he has killed his spiritual master, Vishwadupa. Right? So you know that he got seen, so for one year he basically you know, suffered the consequence of it, you know. And then he divided the rest of the sin among four peoples. And who were those four people? Four trees, trees, trees land, land women, water, women. and women. So those were the four people he distributed. And there was some boon to come with it, but they also got some of the reactions to that. Then after that, his Vishwarupa's father, right? What's his name? Uh, yeah. So he got very upset because he killed his son. So he did the yagna now, right? So in the yagna, what he wanted was to increase the enemy of Indra. But he chanted the mantras wrong. And in the process, a demon appeared. <coughs> now, is it right to say he was a demon? Or can we say he was in a body of a demon, you know, a devotee in a body of a demon, right? So Vishwarupa appeared and he was very big and he was very powerful, right? And he defeated the demigods again, right? And there was nobody who could stand in front of him. So now we have come to the point where the demigods have gone, not to Brahma this time, but to Lord Vishnu. And they are praying to him. And Lord Vishnu is... Uh, advising him, advising him what to do. So he said, oh, what fortune do I advise you to approach the exalted saint Dadichi. He has become very accomplished in knowledge, vows and austerity, and his body is very strong. Go and ask him for body without delay. So they are asking Dadichi for his body. So next, next uh, verse, 52. The saintly Tadayan, who is also known as Tadichi, personally assimilated the spiritual science and then delivered it to the Ashwani Kumars. It is said that then Tadayan gave their mantras through the head of a horse. Therefore, the mantras are called Ashva Sira. After obtaining the mantras of spiritual science from Tadichi, the Ashwani Kumar became Jivan Mukta, liberated even in this life. So this is the verse that was spoken yesterday. So what basically happens is that now is uh, the Ashwini Kumaras come into the picture. So what has happened was once that the Dichi was doing his austerity and everything, uh, and Ashwini Kumaras wanted to get spiritual knowledge. So they went to the Dichi and said, Dichi, can you give me impart this knowledge? You know? But Indra didn't like this, right? Indra didn't want, he said, uh, Ashwini Kamaras, what is the position in the solar uh, law? The, the doctors, the, the uh, physicians, right? He said, you should stay there, you know, they're treated lower, and Indra didn't want somebody. See, this is even a devotee, you know, such an exalted position. Somebody has done 100 asmo yadiyaks, you know, how much effort, how much money, you know, and still he is envious, you know. So, when the Ashwini Kumaras went to the Diti, he was busy with something and he said, okay, you come back later on. Now, when Indra understood what these two, two are doing, so what he did, 
immediately went to the Diti and says, okay, what, what's happening? He said, oh, Ashwini Kumar came. Why? They wanted some knowledge. He said, no, don't give them that, no, any knowledge. If you do that, what are you going to do? I'll chop your head off. Right? So they went. Ashwini Kumar knew what was going on. So after Indra had left, they went. And the Diti came for the knowledge, you know, that you promised us. And the Diti said, I promised you, so I'll give you the knowledge. But this is the situation. That Indra has said, he's going to chop my head off, you know. So what do I do? So these are physicians. He said, don't worry, you know, we got a solution for that. We're going to chop your head off first. And then we're going to replace your head with the horse's of head. You know, that's why I said, yeah. he got the knowledge from the head of a horse. So these are physicians, they're perfect, you know. So they cut his head off and put a horse's head, right? And then they put his original head in the fridge, you know, so it doesn't go off, right? <laughs> and then he, they imparted the knowledge, right? So once the knowledge was imparted, then Indra found out. So what did he do? Chop the head off, right? So the horse's, horse's head went away, and the Ashwini Kumar put his original head back, right? everything back to knowledge. Horse got his own head, right? His body was preserved. Uh, the Diti got his head back. Indra lost out, Ashwini Kumar went out. So now, the situation is that Indra is being asked to go to the Diji, you know, somebody whose head he chopped you know. Now, So this is, uh, so the good thing is that you can see that Indra does go. So he's listening to what Vishnu is telling him now. Right? Just same as Arjuna, you know, he didn't want to kill anybody, but Krishna told him, to fight, so he fought. Now, uh, Indra killed kill the Diji, right, or chopped his head off, right? He had no special bonding with him, right? But look at Arjun's position, you know. He was killing his grandfather, his sons, his uncles, you know, all those people who were so close to Hitama, you know, all those people. So he was so close to them. But this is what the people devoted us. Krishna won't ask me and you to do like that, you know, probably you, but definitely not me, you know, because I'm not qualified to do that. So he chooses his special devotees to do that. So this is what basically happened so far. So he's been asked to death and so the question here is that you know, Indra asked, why him? Why the Diji? You know, you know what my situation is. Why him? Right? So Krishna, uh, Vishnu is replying now. Because he has assimilated the spiritual sons that is delivered to Ashwini Kumars, right? And then Ashwini Kumar, and it is said that the Diji gave them mantras to the head of the horse. Therefore, the mantras are called Ashira Sira. After printing the mantras of the school chants from the Diji, Ashwini Kumar became Jivan Bhutta. So this is, you know, basically the Nashinga Kavacha, you know. And then we can break it in this life. So now we come to the verse we are talking about, right? And Krishna, uh, Vishnu explains, you know, the Diji is invincible, protective covering known as the Narayana Kavacha has given by, given to Tvasta. And who is Tvasta? He was Vishwarupa's father. So Vishwarupa then gave it to uh, Indra, right? And this was delivered to his son, Vishwarupa, and from whom 
you got it. Because of this, Narayan Kavacha, that is very strong now. You should therefore beg him for his body. So, the next question is, in the next verse we are coming in, then it basically, I kill, I chop his head off, you know. Why would he give it to me, you know? Right? It's a good question, right? And I, I have not done, I, I, he, I, he doesn't, I don't deserve any favors from him, right? So he says, the way to do it is that if you take Ashwini Kumaras with you, Ashwini Kumaras are his disciples. So you put the disciples first, right? And then the Dichi won't hesitate, he'll give it to you. Now who, now this is not the first time Indra has done that. Do you remember another time he did that? Yes? He took the cow Surabi, remember? He put Surabi in front because Krishna was so attached to the cows. So this is, is very diplomatic, you know. That's what he had to be, to become a prince of the heaven, you know. So, he usually give it to me because of affection. Affection because of, they are his disciples. Do not doubt this. For he is very experienced in religious and understanding. When Dhanayacha awards you his body, Ishokarma will prepare a thunderbolt from his bones. This thunderbolt will certainly be, will kill Vishwarupa because it will increase, invested with my power. So why is it invested with his power? Because of the Narayana Kavacha, right? So usually we don't value the bones much, right? We don't want to touch it, right? We think it is in a chute, you know, right? It's impure. But here we are, to, we are talking about a pure, pure devotee's bones, you know. So, next verse, which is the last one. So, uh, Vishnu says, When Vishwarupa is killed because of our spiritual strength, he will regain your strength, weapons, and work. Thus, you will be, will be all good fortune for you. So what does it mean by you're going to regain your weapons and weapons? So when they were fighting in the beginning, they were throwing everything at Vishwarupa and what did Vishwarupa did? He ate all the weapons as well. And even ate Indra. So Indra was able to get out by cutting his stomach out and came out. But all the weapons were still in there. You know. It doesn't mean it could digestible something like when we eat food, they were still there. You know. So when he said, when you kill, kill him, then you're going to get all your weapons and you're going to get your kingdom back. So that's where we are. All the Vishwarupa can destroy all the three worlds. Do not fear, for he will not harm you. He's also a devotee and will never be envious of you. So now Krishna, uh, Vishnu, Krishna, is so used to saying Krishna, it's hard to say Vishnu even, you know. He going to say, releases the, uh, the main thing that Vishwarupa is not an ordinary person, he is a devotee of Vishwarupa, uh, of he is of his devotee. So, now I'm going to read the paper and we're going to go through as we go through. A devotee of the Lord is never envious of anyone. Uh, what to speak of other, devo other devotees? As revealed later, Vishwarupa was also a devotee. Therefore, he was not expected to be envious of the demigods. 
Indeed, of his own accord, he would try to benefit the demigods. A devotee does not hesitate to give up his own body for a better cause. Uh, Chanakya Pandit said, Sa nimite varnam tyago vishana vinase arete sati. After all, all one's material possession, including his body, will be destroyed in due course of time. Therefore, if the body and other possession can be utilized for a better cause, a devotee never hesitates to give away up even his own body. Because Lord Vishnu wanted to save the demigod, Vishwarupa even thought, able, even though able to swallow the three world, would agree to be killed by the demigods. For a devotee, there is no difference between living and dying, because in this life, a devotee is engaged in devotional service, and after giving up his body, he is engaged in the same service in the spiritual world. His devotional service never ended. So, what, this is the main quality of Vishwarupa. This is what we are going to be talking about today. It basically tells the quality of a devotee, you know. And um, when they go, when they're gonna come to the next chapter in the beginning, they're gonna go to the Vichy and ask for his body, you know. In the beginning, he's gonna pretend that he will say things like that, you know. How can you ask for my body, you know? It is the most precious thing one has, you know. Doesn't matter what the situation is, right? If there is a fire here or whatever, you know, you might have children. The first thing you do is try to protect yourself. You'll run, then you probably come and save others, right? That's the nature because, and what, to what extent do we go to look after this body? Right? This doctor, this doctor, you know, you go here, we do this, we eat the right food, we starve ourselves, just to make sure this body is right. And this is how attached we are. And this is what he said, how can you ask? He said, even if Vishnu comes and asks somebody for their body, even though the body was given by Vishnu, what will they say? No. Right? And how can you come and ask me for this body? And then in the end he said, no, no, I'm just playing with you because I wanted to have some spiritual knowledge. I wanted to have that uh, talk with you. So, um, but don't worry, I'm prepared to give my body now. And then this is what basically happens. Vishwakarma uh, makes a Vajra, thunderbolt. That thunderbolt had 100 blades in it, right? And that's how it, it was. You know. So the difference between, we've got two devotees now here, right? One is Vishwar Vitrasur, uh, and the other one is Indra, right? But there's two different qualities in there. What does Indra want? He wants the heavenly planet back. And what does Vishwarupa want? Vitrasura. Vitrasura. Hmm? He wants to go back. Uh, he wants to be killed. One wants to be killed and the other one wants the mm -hmm. heavenly planet. And then he later one, it will be explained very nicely, you know. In the... Uh, Chapter 11, verse 24. So these are the four slokas I'm going to be talking about. This is the essence of the whole thing, you know. Oh my Lord, oh Supreme Personality of Godhead. So what is happening is here is that Vishwarupa, uh, 
Vitrasur, right? Vitrasur is trying to... They were fighting, right? And he said, you kill me or I will kill you. So he took the Tilsul and was ready to hit him, right? And what did Indra do? He chopped his right hand with the Tilsul and everything, right? So now Vishwa uh, Vritasur is, had only one hand, right? And still fighting. And with his left hand, he smashed the elephant's head, right? Is, what's his name? Airavat, right? And there's a big, on the forehead, there's a big scar, right? But they said, uh, Indra's hand has nectar, so by putting his hand over his head, the elephant recovered him. Then he threw his uh, ch ch no, what do you call? Uh, club, right? And what did? It's very powerful, right? It's Indra's club, right? But what does Vritasur uh, does? He grabs it. And now Indra has doubt, you know, right? He said, if I throw the thunderbolt, you know, you know at him, what if? gets it, holds of it again, and then hits me, and that will finish me off, right? And then he's also listening that he's not an ordinary person, he's a devotee, right? But Vrithasur wants him to kill him because he says, no, I want to get out of this demonic body so I can actually take shelter of the devotees, right? So, and he's trying to get him to kill and he's not doing anything, you know. Then he starts praying to Lord Krishna. And this is what his prayers is, right? So after trying his best to, for Indra to kill him, now he's praying. Oh my Lord, oh personality of Godhead, will I again be able to be a servant of your eternal servants who find shelter only at your Lord's feet? Right, so this is the essence of it. We have to look for this servant of the seven, right? Das Anu, Das Isha. That's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu even has said, right? So what we have to do is find a spiritual master, right? Because this is the essence of devotional service. This verse explains what devotional service is. Devotional service doesn't mean that we're gonna go directly to Krishna. It means that we have to go through a pure devotee, right? Oh my Lord, may I again become the servant of so that my mind may always think of a transcendental attributes. My old words will glorify those attributes and my body always engage in the loving service of your Lordship. So, he's praying for three things. His mind, his body, and his words to be com completely engaged in the service of the Lord. Right? Now, who takes this vow? We always hear about this, you know. To engage your mind in the words, body, mind and words completely. Who does this? Who are these three things associated with? Sannyasis. Isn't that right? So, sannyas does not mean that you have a danda. Sannyas is a, is a mentality. Right? This is why Prabhupada said, some of my grasthas are more, better than the sannyasis. You know, those who are carrying dandas in their hand. Right? It is a mentality where your mind should be completely devoted to Krishna, your words and your body. With your body, you serve the Lord. 
just like we are doing, we do arti, I'm speaking, you know, through that, right? You know, this is, I'm using my physical body to do service to the Lord, right? Mind, you should be always thinking of the Lord, how you can serve that, right? And the words, is like preaching today. So these are the three things, it's a mentality, it's not something that you, and we should all get to that. That is the essence of everything, right? So the first thing is that we have to become servant of the a devotee. That's the first requirement. Right? See, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that he also shows by his own example that the living entity should always desire to be a servant of the seven of Krishna, the maintainer of the gopis. And what was the best that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu always used to chant? Gopi Bhartu, Padakamla, Das, Nidas, Anudas. This means that one must accept a spiritual master who comes in the disciplic succession and is a servant of the servant of the Lord. Under his direction, one must then engage one's three properties, namely his body, mind and words. Right? That's how we should do it. We should not try to do it on our own. We should try to do it under I, pure devotee of Krishna. The body should be engaged in physical activities under the order of the master. The mind should think of Krishna all the time. And one's word should be engaged in preaching the glories of the Lord, right, as we said. If one is thus engaged in the loving service of the Lord, one's life is successful. So this is what we have to do, this is what we should actually try to get to. Next verse says, so he's praying again, right? Oh my Lord, source of all opportunities. The first verse was saying, my Lord, this is what I want to do, right? I want to take shelter of a pure devotee. I want to actually use my mind, wood and body in your service. Now what he's saying, the next verse saying, these are the things I don't want. Right? So what are the things he doesn't want? Oh my Lord, source of all opportunities. I do, do not desire to enjoy the revolution. Right? The heavenly planets or the planets where Lord Brahma decides, nor do I want the supreme ruler of all earthly planets or the lower planet system. So he said, basically rejected everything. He rejected everything that Indra desires. See, this is the difference between a pure devotee and a Sakam devotee. Demigods are Sakam devotees, you know. I was listening to, I was just reading a quote by Radha Govinda Maharaj this morning before I came and I was reading about it. And Radha Govinda Maharaj said, you know, you asked me this question, I'll answer this question differently today. You know, last time you asked me that. The question was, what if you want to ask something from Krishna? Right? So, who is your father? Okay. If you go and ask your father, give me hundred dollars, right? And your father knows you, right? That you, it's okay for you. Are you a beggar? No. No. Why not? Because it's your right to go and ask from whatever you want from your father. Does that make sense? It's your bad right. He's my father, I go and ask him. Now you come and ask me for one dollar. Would you be classified as a beggar? Yes. Because there's a different relationship. So Krishna is our supreme father. We can ask him for anything. Right? Now when you ask him for $100, whether he gives it to you or not, doesn't give it to you, 
That's up to him. Huh? So we can ask Krishna for anything and he's the only one we should ask. Why go and ask demigods? That's right. Asking demigods is like being a beggar. Asking Krishna is your birthright. Make sense? So you can ask him anything, but be careful, he might not give everything. <laughs> so this is, he said, I don't want any of this. I do not desire to be the master of the powers of mystical So he doesn't even want any material enjoyment, you know, Swarg Loka, you know, Brahma Loka. He doesn't even want any of those mystic powers. Nor do I want liberation if I have to give up your lotus feet. So he even doesn't want liberation if he can't have the lotus feet of Krishna. So this is the mood of a devotee, right? All I want is the shelter of the devotees of your devotees. If I have that, then everything is perfect now. I was listening to a class from His Holiness Tamal Krishna Maharaj and he was saying that the mood we should be is, you know, that we belong to our Guru. At the time of initiation we have given ourselves, we have surrendered to Him. This body doesn't belong to us. We don't belong to His. We are His. And we should do whatever, he said, whatever you do in your life, you should always think you are doing it for your spiritual master. Even taking a bath, taking trip, going to work, you should go with this mood, you know. I was always thinking, you know, how can we be Krishna conscious, you know. And then I'm going to listen to this, I said, if I have this mood, that whatever I am doing, I am doing it for my spiritual master, then life becomes perfect. Does it make sense? Otherwise, you know, when you're doing it, thinking you're doing it for yourself, you know. Then whatever you have, you know, you look after your family, then you see that, okay, I'm building the, you know, families, whoever I'm doing, it is for Krishna's, that's what, you know. What does the Guru Maharaj wants, you know, he wants, just like, most, this movement is all about compassion. Isn't that right? Prabhupada left at the age of 69 to go to the West to preach. Why? Because of fools like me, you know. He wanted to save people like it. It was out of his compassion. He didn't have to, you know. At that time, people go to Vrindavan to actually do their sadhana. But Prabhupada left. He sacrificed everything. You know, he suffered so much. You know, how in the beginning, it wasn't easy for him, you know. Krishna put through him everything, you know. He had heart attacks, everything, you know. Then he was alone. Everything was stolen from him. And the people who were looking after him, you know, who he was associating, they were drunkards, the lowest of the lowest. But Prabhupada went there out of, of his compassion. And today the whole movement is there, you know. Millions and millions of people have been saved and will be saved. These books that Prabhupada had written, you know, waking up at one o'clock in the morning, you know, if you don't read it, what's the point, you know? If you really love Prabhupada, read his books. Because that's where you get the knowledge, you know. And I'm telling you, knowledge becomes a realized knowledge. You keep reading it, you keep, you know, thinking about it, you know. It becomes a pure devotee desires only to engage in the loving service of the Lord. In the constant association of the Lord and His eternal associated state in the previous verse, Das and Das, is confirmed by Narottam Das Thakur, Tadainya Charana Sevi Bhakta Sanivas, Janme Janme Hoy. Right? To save the Lord 
And the seventh of the seven is the association of devotees is the only objective of a pure honorable devotees. So that's what we desire, should desire for. We should not worry about this material stuff and everything. Yesterday we were talking about somebody has just gone through separation or is going through separation, a divorce, you know. So we are talking about, say, why do we have to go through, you know, both our devotees and things like that, you know. But we have karmas, you know, we have desires, right. And then the next thing that came up was, if we are devotees, at the time of initiation, they said everything is finished. So how come we are still suffering? So what's the answer to that? Okay, so your hand was supposed to be choked, now you just got a prick, you know, right? That's yeah, it gets ready to use. But the other reason is that it's like when the fan is going on, right? You turn it off, power off. What does it happen? Still goes on, right? But the other reason is that suppose somebody is born blind. Right? And the age of 20, he becomes a devotee. So if Krishna takes your karma away, what will happen? Not as he loses his whole body. Because the whole body is suffering, right? This body is a if So he, if he lose this body, how are we going to do service? So, everything else is destroyed, right? But you still get some of that that you are going to go through this body. Because if you already got a body, you know, suppose you are born in a poor family, right? you can't change that, right? Instead of born in, being born in a Brahman family, if you are born in, born in a Sudra family, you can't change that, right? So that's going to stay there, right? But everything will be minimized. And then Krishna will put you through things like that. Because you need two things to go back to Godhead. Which are? Louder. Okay, purified. Our endeavor. So he, what I was looking for, one you, one you need is attachment, right? To Krishna and the other you, you need detachment from this material world. So all these things that we go through is for the our own detachment. So we, it has to come to the point where Krishna, I have had enough of this place, you know. I don't want to do this. I don't want to get married again. I don't want to have children. I don't want anything to do this material world. And then at the same time, you have attraction for the world. Now if you have only one of them, what happens? Suppose you said, I don't want to do anything with this material world, but you don't have attachment for Krishna, what happens? You become a, you go to, you basic, basically it's a Mayavadi philosophy. Shudhi. Yeah, you go to Brahma uh, Jyoti. But if you have both, then you get out of this material world and you go to Krishna Lok and you don't come back. Right? So we also have to finish all our desires here. Those are the two very important scholars. Right? So in, in the verse, now today is a very special day. There's a special festival going in. What is it called? Panihati. So the next verse is what I wanted to talk today about. Right? So this was just a preliminary to what I wanted to speak. Right? And it's about 
Raghunath Das Goswami and Nityananda. So the third base, so first base was what he wanted, second base was what he didn't want. What is the third base about? His longing, the greed, how desperate he is. Right? So I'll give him, I'll read this, and then we're gonna go back to this and talk about Pani Happy and Death. So he says, O Lotus Eyed Lord, as a baby bird that have not yet been blocked, their wings always look for their mother to retain and feed them. Right? So he said, This is how I want to attend you. How? Just like a baby bird who has no wings, right? See, all these things are very easy to understand if you have lived in the villages. Because most of the examples that are given comes from the village background, right? If you live in the city, you know, people haven't seen how a chick is actually comes in a nest. They have never seen it because it's not here. But if you're in the village, you'll see that they're in a nest and when the mother comes, they start making noise, they just want to open their mouth and to be fed there. Then he gives the next one. It's a small cask tied with ropes, always anxiously in the time of milking, when they will be allowed to drink the milk of their mother. So the second one is, now in the village, right, if you have cows, the little calf is born, what do the first thing they do? Put a rope, rope around the neck, right? And they tie to a post. Right? They come, go and drink milk all the time. And the mother has to leave the calf there, even though she doesn't want to, to go and feed herself. Because if she doesn't feed, then she won't have the milk to feed the baby. So even though it, she doesn't want to do it, she still does it, right? And the third one, as a morose wife, whose husband is away from home, always longs for him to retain and satisfy her in all aspects. I also yearn for the opportunity to render direct service unto you. So these are the three things he says. So when, why, why three things? One on one. So when he first said the first thing, right, this is my concoction, right? The way I understood it, right? So first thing was about this bird without wings, you know, it's still, you know, they're just like no feathers, nothing, you know, I don't know whether they see them or not. And they're stuck in a small nest like this, right? And they can't even walk outside, they have to very, be very careful. If they fall off, that's it, you know. The mother, um, the bed cannot pick them, and that's it, basically, that's dead. So they're stuck there, you know. And the mother is away most of the time, the parents are away most of the time, looking for bugs and things like that, so they can feed them, right? So they're alone, right? And if they, there's a wind there, you know, and they say, the leaves move, they think the parents are back, then they start opening their mind and they're making all this noise, you know. And then they go quiet, like so quiet, you know, because they're scared, you know, they can be eaten, you know. And if owl makes the sound, what do they do? They screech or something, right? They get more scared, you know, because the owl has nothing to do with it. So they're stuck like that. But what does the little bird, you know, the chick is looking for? The only thing that chick is looking is for is food. Apart from that, there is no relationship. Mother comes, put the food in the mouth, he eats it, they fly off. As soon as they've got the wings, they can look for the food themselves. What do they do? They go there on their own. They don't stay together. So he was thinking, this is not right. This example is not very good. It's like that for my body, you know. I want something. 
but I don't want to give anything in return. I want a guru, and once I get a guru, I go there, I put my head, I put my feet on his head, and walk over, and then kick him away. Right? So this is not right. Then he gave another example, that of a little calf and the mother. And the calf is looking for the milk. He said, the first one was external, right? He was just looking for. The second, next one is internal. But there's a little bit of love there, right? Because the mother loves it, uh, licks the calf, you know, the calf naps with the mother. But again, the relationship is that the calf is only interested in the milk, right? Little bit of love there. And then when they grow up, they go on their way. He said, this is also not right, you know. And then this reminded me of the demigods, you know. Does that make sense? Because they ask for things, they get it, and they forget about it, you know. Like Indra, you know. How many times one has to learn the lesson, you know? Kindra, uh, Krishna defeated him during uh, Govardhan Lila. And then when he went to get the Praja, Praji, Prati, what do you call? Parijata flowers, right? What did he do? Big fight, you know? How can he not learn that he is Krishna, he, everything belongs to him, right? So it's just like this, okay, I use you and then I abuse you kind of thing, you know. But the third one, he said, okay, that's not even good enough. So what's the third one? Third one is talking about the chaste wife, you know. Now this is again in the village, you know. It does, this thing does not make a lot of sense in our modern day life right now. We are husband and wife. Most of the time, both of them work, they come, so wife is not waiting for the husband at home, you know. This is the scenario in a village, right? The parents are there, right? Four children, four sons. Each of them are married. Each of them have kids. They're all staying together. Isn't that right? One house. One house. Everyone is together. Now I was listening, uh, listening to Bhakti Vidya Maharaj, you know. And he was saying, how they can do that in India? And why three people can't stay in the same house? Or even two people can't stay in the same house in, in the West? Adjustment. <coughs> Adjustment. Huh? What he was saying is, now again, perfect examples, you know, if you're in the village, you'll see this, you know, you see lakes, right? Still water, right? Being there, and when we are kids, we throw stones in that, right? And when you throw a stone, what happens? Ripples create, right? So they keep going. Not one ripples, many ripples goes like that, right? Do, do any of those ripples meet? Because they're circular, right? They're all going at the same speed, in the same direction, in the, uh, away from the thing, right? Now, you put, throw another stone in a different place. What happens then? They collide, right? So in India, what happens is that who is the, whoever is the oldest person in the family, they are the center. They decide what's happening. Isn't that right? The four children are there, they still listen to the mother or the, their father, right? And because there is one center, now if you throw one stone in one place, and then you throw another stone in the same place, the ripples will not will they collide? Because they are all going at the same time. So this is why 
if we can make in our life, you know, your Guru Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada, Krishna, the center, then everything becomes perfect. Right? But if you all try to, if you have your own plan, you know, and the wife has their own plan, the son has their own plan, then it doesn't work. So this is what basically it means. A pure devotee always yearns to for the association of the personality of Godhead and render, render service unto him. So that's he only and, uh, desires to engage in the loving service of the Lord. So that's what he wants, you know. So, does that make sense? Right, now let's go to the next verse. Oh my Lord, my Master, I am wandering throughout this material world as a result of my figurative activities. So, first one was what he wanted, second one was what he did want, third was what he longed to, right? I want to be, then he's thinking, you know, I'm not qualified, you know. Right. And he's saying, I've been wandering in this material world for so long, I'm suffering, you know. So now he's basically become humble and he's begging, you know. Therefore, I simply seek friendship in the association of pious and enlightened devotees. So he's thinking, you know, I'm not qualified to go and save him, you know. Just leave me among, among your devotees, you know. Please, you know, at least do that, you know. I'm not qualified, you know. My attachment to my body wife, children and home is continuing by the spell of your external energy. But I wish to be attached to them no longer. So I said, please Krishna, you know, I'm attached to this material world, you know, the house, the wife, the children, you know, you know, please take that attachment away from me. Make me attached to your devotees, you know. He's not even asking to make me attached to your lotus feet, make me attached to your let my mind, my consciousness and everything I have be taste only to you. So that is what is being in this. So we are talking about longing and today's Pani Hati day, you know. So I thought I'll speak a little bit about it. And I want to talk about Raghunathas Goswami's desire, his longing to take shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Right. So first time he met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at uh, Advaita Acharya's place. And they are, they are, see this is the beauty about, you know. Raghunath Das is not an ordinary person, as I was telling before, you know. We don't take, Krishna doesn't take an ordinary person to teach us, you know. It has to be somebody exemplary for us to learn from God. So he is, in Krishna Lila, who is he? Raghunath Das Goswami. Is Rati Manjari, right? And Rupa Goswami is Rupa Manjari. So when Radha is going, now these Manjaris are basically made servant of Radha Rani. So when Radha Rani is walking, he's go, she's going there, for example, she's going from Varshana to underground. You know how they walk? One side is Lalita Sati, the other side is Vishaka Sati, right? Rupa Manjari is at the back. And Rati Manjari is in the front. Right. That's how they work. That's how they protect Radharani. And sometimes Krishna tricks them. He knows, he knows them. You know. 
So once they were going to Nandagram, you know, bit of a sidetrack, you know, they were going to Nandagram and Krishna was there. So there's two ways, you know, those who know, there's a back way and the front way. The front way is longer way, it's a better way, but the back road is shorter way. And um, Lalita Devi tells uh, Radharani, which way we go? You know? So there in the junction, you can go this way or you can go the shortcut, but there's some dangers on there. She said, if you take the shortcut, you know, there is a black man there, you know, he can give us trouble, you know. <laughs> and the long way is safer, you know. And Radharani says, I'm not scared of anybody, you know. we'll take the shortcut. Right? So Krishna knows, you know, their internal desire is they want to meet Krishna. Externally, they try to uh, show, you know, that they're not interested in him. So they go, they see Krishna is milking the cows there, you know. And same thing, Lalita Bishaka on the side, Rati Manjari in front, and Rupa Manjari at the back. So Krishna wants to get to Radharani. So what he does is, he has a little calf, you know. So when they come close by, he taps the calf, and the calf runs towards them, right? As soon as they run towards them, everybody runs in their own direction. So Radharani gets selected, and then Krishna goes and grabs her, you know. But then Lalita realizes what happens, he comes in and chastises Krishna, you know. And this is better than the hymns, the Vedic hymns that the Brahmins chant, you know. You know what he was saying, what was Lalita saying? You rascals, you know, how can you do this, you know? Radharani has just taken a shower, she has piwa, you know, she's clean, she's going to cook, you know, for Lord Vishnu, so we can offer, we, for, uh, you know, Shodamaya is out. You now have con- contaminated her, uh, you know, you didn't even have a shower this morning, you know, he's coming and milking the cow. This is what they do, you know, they go and milk the cow, and then later on Krishna goes back in his shower, you know. But Krishna achieved whatever he wanted. So this is Rati Manjari. This is how intimate he is. And now, in Krishna, in Gauralila, when he was little, he got a cessation of whom? Hmm? Haridas Thakur. So Haridas Thakur is a pure devotee of Krishna, right? So by his association, what happened? He had this desire to go and meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he came from a very rich family. His opulence was equal to that of Indradev. I was just reading somewhere, it says, I don't know in what period, his father used to collect two million gold coins, of which 75% was supposed to be given to the king, and 500,000 rupees, half billion gold coins. Let's say even if it's a year, at that time, how much richness money was there? And only son, Ravunakalas, no desire, right? They get him married to the most beautiful woman, you know. He has no desire. Every time he's trying to run away from home. And his father employs 11 guards to make sure he doesn't run. So when they run, they grab him, you know. Then he goes and meets uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at Advaita Acharya's place. And what is the instruction that Advaita Acharya gives? Anyone? The instruction is that internally you should be 
completely detached and it should be completely attached to me, to my Lord's feet. But externally, you should walk just like you are a big materialistic person. Right? So internally, it's like the example is given of a woman who has a lover. Right? So all the time she's thinking about her lover. But she's looking after the husband and the mother-in-laws and everybody so nicely that nobody is suspicious at all. So see, that's more than what an ordinary woman would do, just to make sure that nobody knows what is in the heart. Right? So she said, this is how you should actually do that. So Narutam Das goes back and he acts like that. And then his parents say, oh, my son has changed, you know, he's very good, you know, he can look after everything. Because they wanted to give him everything. There was no one else, he was the only one, right? So, and Krishna said, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, when the time will be right, Krishna will give you the inspiration to actually come to it. Now, in the first part of what we were discussing, with what Vitra was saying is that we have to accept a pure devotee and follow him. So here, Raghunadas uh, uh, Goswami wants to achieve Krishna directly. But Krishna is saying, that's not the right way. So he's trying to teach us the lesson. So what does he do? You have to accept a spiritual master. Who is the original spiritual master? right? So he has to go through him. So, Nityanand is at Panihati. He's sitting under a tree on a rock. And Raghunath Das Goswami goes there. So he goes there, he sees Nityanand and he finds his downward from far away. You know. And one of the seven says, Look, you know, Raghunath Das is there. You know. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, uh, Nityanand Prabhu says, Raghunath, come here. You know. And Raghunath doesn't want to go to him. You know. And then forcibly, pulls him right and puts his feet on his head. So this is the second time. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did it and now Nityanand Prabhu did it. And he said, you are a thief. You are trying to get my mercy right from far away. You, know. you have to be punished. And he said, your punishment is there to give the Ikhida to everybody. Right? So he gave how it has to be done and a big festival was done. And yesterday, by mercy of uh, Jepataka Maharaj, 50,000 people got fed at that place. Very, very. So, Jepataka Maharaj is a eternal servant of Nityanand Prabhu, you know. So, his pastimes is very special to him, you know. And uh, even he has introduced the same festival here, you know. In a smaller scale, we celebrate it on Stam Yatra Day, on uh, Boxing Day. You know. So, 50,000 people got fed there. Uh, it, the actual day is today, so I probably going to continue today and more and more people are going to come. So, Raghunath Das Goswami bought, sent his people to buy stuff, you know. So, in India it's different, you know. Whenever there's a party going on, you know, you don't have to invite people, people just come. Right? So, here people started coming and then, People, other people heard, oh, there's a festival going on, we can actually sell that. They brought bananas and cheap rice, yogurt, milk, condensed milk, they all brought it there. And he had so much money, money wasn't an issue, right? 
And I was, I was listening to Prana Prabhu yesterday. So he was in India and somebody said go and buy rice, you know. So underneath there was rice and he went there, there's like hundreds of bags of rice of different qualities, you know. And you know, we only know about, about Basmati rice here, you know, everybody wants to eat Basmati rice here. So he goes there and he has no idea what, which rice is good, you know, so he asked the guy which one, is, which one should I buy, he said, Prabhu, you can buy whatever one you like, you know. Say this one is five rupees, this one is ten rupees, this is fifty rupees, this is hundred rupees. You now you choose which one you want, I want, you know. And he said, cheap price is two rupees, you know. So it's low price, it's not the best price he's talking about. He's not talking about basmati rice or something, you know. It's the lowest quality of rice. And that's what Nityanand Prabhu said, go and get. So what does this mean also? Right? This is how easy it is to please Nityananda, you know. You don't have to give him the best. He, whatever little bit you give, he becomes satisfied. Right? So today is the day that festival actually happened in, in more than 500 years ago, you know. And then by the mercy of Nityananda, then Raghunath Das one day was able to escape his parents and then go to Go to Jagannath Puri. Right. Where he again? What did Nitanan? Uh, what did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu do? Hmm? What did he ask Ramanatha to do? No. He said now because he stayed there for quite a bit of time, right? Twelve years or something. Something like that. He said now you take shelter of. Sarudha Mahatar. Who is Krishna Lila? Lalita. Sati. So again, same thing, you know. We again take shelter of the devotees. And this is how the Lord is teaching us, you know. We should not say, oh, I want to go and worship Radha, Ballabhadarati, you know. If you are fortunate, you are good, you know. But we always should think that whatever you are doing, you are doing saving your Guru Maharaj. And your Guru Maharaj is saving. We are always servant of the seven. Gopi Bhartu, Das, 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 and Das. Thick. We will stop here. Any comments? Any questions? Yes, go. <coughs> My first uh, question is a comment about uh, Ashwini Kumar. Mm -hmm. How expert they are. They can cut off the head, put the head in the horse. Then again put back. Yeah. So the medical science must be very much uh, advanced in yeah. this stage. I think all the big vessels, carotid artery, esophagus, trachea, all those things, and then perfusion to blood in the brain. Yeah. Because if you just put in the fridge, not enough. And then because you have to put that back. Yeah. This is something incredible. Yeah. With our medical science, not good. We are so, so short. <laughs> uh, my next question is: Tell us something about nursing culture. Nursing culture is chanting of some mantras, right, which protects you. Now, in my last class, I said the same thing. You know, what Prabhupada has given us? What is our culture? You know, what is our culture? 
That's one. How do you protect yourself? So every time you take the bath, you should put tilak on your four parts of your body. You know. And the mantras we chant, Om Keshwai Nama, Om Narai Nama, Om Madhuai Nama. These are our, that's, that's protects us. You know. Srila uh, Gurudev, His Holiness Tamar Krishna Maharaj Goswami was saying, said, every morning, this is, this is said, I have been doing this from, from the beginning. I said, when I get up, first thing I do is turn on the bed and I chant the mantra of Srila Prabhupada. Right? No? Namo Vishnu Padaya. So you should actually offer your offenses to Prabhupada, right? Okay, then, you ch- then he says, I change the Mahamatra, Panchatutta Mata, and Narsimhan. So, so, our Kawacha, as far as I can understand, is make sure you have Tilak on your body all the time, right? We have this Kanti Mala, and they said anybody who's wearing a Kanti Mala, the young Dutas don't touch you, right? But this can break, you know. But the, uh, the Tilak on your body will always stay there. Right, and that will protect you at the time of death. When a normal person dies, they get taken to Yamraj, you know, and then they rather go to the heavenly planet or the hellish planet, you know. A devotee, because they don't take that, they take the next breath in a spiritual and they keep going like that, you know. So that's our culture. And this, the other thing is that, you know, chanting of the Narsingadev, you know. Narsingadev is the Lord or form of the Lord form of Krishna that he comes and protects his devotees. Exactly what nursing Kavacha is, I don't know. But as far as I know, what Prabhupada has given us, he's given the essence of everything, you know. So this should be enough for us, you know. Yes. The question, as far as I understand, is that you know, Indra committed so many offenses, he lost everything, you know. Still, Lord Vishnu is giving his instructions, you know, and giving his message. Am I right? How do we understand this? Does he do uh, naughty things at home? Sometimes. Sometimes. Many times he has done that? Over a period of time? Do you still love her? Do you still look after her? <laughs> you get the answer? So when you love somebody, you know, see, Krishna is Krishna, you know. Your father is your father, you know. Your mother is your mother, you know. So they'll always love us. We make mistake, they'll forgive us. You go to the... Once um, there was a devotee, even took sannyas, you know. Um, and this is early days. So he would leave the movement and go and then come back and Prabhupada will accept him like that, you know. And he kept down doing like this. He would go and collect, he started collecting money for himself, you know, on behalf of this God, you know. So Tamal Krishnamara said, Prabhupada, you know, this guy is not good. We should tell everybody not to give him money or whatever. And I said, ah, it's all right, you know. Then one day in Juhu Beach, you know, the this guy was sitting with another person 
and he was learning how to put a coin from this ear and take it out of the other ear, you know. <laughs> so he's trying to be a mystic yogi, right? And Srila Gurudev went to Prabhupada and said, Prabhupada, this is enough, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, how much we can tolerate this guy? Look at him, you know. And Prabhupada said, you do not understand how messy Paul Nityananda is. You do not understand how messy Pramitiananda is. One who, once you take shelter of his lotus feet, you can do millions of things wrong, he will never let you go. So Indra is a great devotee. He has done so many things right, you know. But he makes his mistake because he has some desires. So Krishna keeps forgiving and he keeps forgiving us. How many times we have taken that? How many times we have been in the womb of a mother and prayed, you know, how does the soul, you know, a baby in the womb of a mother prays, you know, Krishna, when I come out, I'll become a devotee, you know. Did we do it? So this time, we got Prabhupada. Now, by his mercy, we can finish this. Because if he can walk halfway, Prabhupada will carry the other. So Nityananda is so merciful, but our Prabhupada is even more merciful. Tick, you finish here now. Sushigonitai Kije, Sushirada Balava Kije, Jaganath Baldev Subhadra Kije, Grandra Shubhagavatam Kije, Panchakalpatru Bhaisha, Kripa Sindhu, Vichasudita Nam Pahmi Guru Vaishnavi Guru.